This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Lewis and Clark County Commissioners have approved two separate resolutions to put two ballot questions over marijuana taxes to a public vote. Voters will decide whether to impose local option excise taxes of 3% on both medical and recreational and related products as part of June's primary election. The 3% figure is the highest tax rate the county is permitted to submit to voters under state law. If approved by voters on June 7th, either or both of the tax hikes would take effect October 1st. According to the resolutions, 50% of the tax revenue would be retained by the county, 45% would be apportioned to municipalities within the county based on the ratio of their population to the total county population, the remaining 5% would go to the Montana Department of Revenue to offset the cost of administering the tax. The county is free to spend the revenue on quote, any activity, undertaking, or administrative service that the county is authorized by law to perform. That's again according to the resolution. At a special meeting Monday night, the East Helena City Council named Mike Sanders as East Helena Police Chief and hired four new patrol officers. Sanders previously worked for the Helena Police Department and spent them more than 20 years with the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. He currently is an investigator with the Montana Lottery. Sanders was previously hired as police chief in September of 2018. He resigned after only four months, citing, quote, differences in priorities and goals in a letter announcing his departure. Now, he says, new Mayor Kelly Harris and the City Council have taken the steps needed to get the department, quote, back on track. William Harrington, who succeeded Sanders as chief, resigned last March and later pleaded guilty to distributing child pornography in an apparently unrelated case. An outside report said Harrington engaged in numerous improper actions in the workplace and said city leaders didn't do enough oversight on the department. Harris made rebuilding the department a centerpiece of his campaign for mayor last year. After taking office in January of this year, he asked the city council to increase starting salaries from just over $47,400 a year to $62,000 and added a signing bonus. Two of the new officers are already working with the East Helena Police Department. The city hired Kirk Johnson as an interim chief and Ken Harris as a temporary officer on 30-day contracts to cover the vacancies. The other two officers are Cliff Cox and Trent DeBoo. Sanders says, what we're going to do the first month is we're going to spend time out on the street we're going to knock on doors. We're going to introduce ourselves. Quote, we want to become closer to the community, and we want the community to know us. The four patrol officers will begin their work on Wednesday. Sanders' first day will be February 22nd. The Montana Supreme Court has ruled that the chairman of a legislative committee who held a meeting of a majority of Republican members of the committee but not a majority of the committee itself, 
did not violate Montana's open meeting laws when he barred the media from attending. The 6-to-1 ruling issued Tuesday upholds a July ruling by District Court Judge Mike Menahan, in which he said he was unwilling to redefine a quorum as a majority of a majority. Supreme Court Justice Lori McKinnon dissented, saying the meeting actually violated Montana's constitutional right to know. The Associated Press and other media outlets filed a complaint after Representative Barry Usher of Billings closed a meeting of nine of the Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee in January of 2021. He said he intentionally excluded three Republicans, so the gathering did not include a majority of the 19-member committee and thus could be closed without violating open meeting laws. Dissenting Justice Lloyd McKinnon argued that the court's ruling creates a judicial exception to the public's right to know and upends the 1972 Constitutional Convention delegates' intent for open government. The Missoula City Attorney has joined other city leaders from around the state in criticizing the legislature's recent push to limit the rights of municipalities to self-govern, even as the legislature objects to what it calls federal overreach from the nation's capital. Missoula City Attorney Jim Nugent last week issued a legal opinion intended to inform and provide local elected officials clear insight into what many are now describing as the long arm of the Montana legislature. Nugent's concerns echo those of Missoula Mayor John Engine, some members of the city council, and all three Missoula County commissioners in voicing frustration with recent legislative activity and what is called its heavy-handed push to curtail rules and regulations adopted at the local level. In some cases, legislators from eastern Montana have taken offense at some regulations adopted by elected officials in Missoula and have successfully pushed to change state law, preempting the will of a majority of local voters. Quote, in recent decades, there are numerous instances of state preemption that directly affected the city of Missoula, Nugent said. Some of those new laws preempted by the state include Missoula's efforts to require background checks for most gun sales and transfers within city limits, local building codes and local regulations covering amateur radio antennas. During the last session, the legislature ended the authority of local health officers to take actions during public health emergencies such as the current COVID-19 pandemic. The legislature also the government, quote, any power to prohibit the sale of alternative nicotine products or vapor products. That's according to Nugent. The legislature also denied local governments the right to adopt carbon fees, prohibited discrimination based on a person's vaccination status, and banned mask requirements. It also overturned a voter-approved measure placing a 2% tax on gasoline. That measure was approved by the 1979 legislature. Nugent isn't alone in his concerns. Missoula Mayor John Engine last year 
said cities and counties across Montana have advocated for reasonable self-control as provided by the state constitution, but in recent years the legislature has limited local control while expanding its own powers. Missoula County commissioners have also weighed in, including Commissioner Dave Stromar. Quote, they argue about getting the federal government off the state's back and leave more decision-making powers locally, but they're doing the exact same thing to local government. The city of Billings will replace its 300-gallon shared garbage bins with 95-gallon individual garbage bins. Currently, some Billings homes share a 300-gallon bin in some areas. Solid Waste Superintendent for the City of Billings, Kyle Foreman, explained the change will help provide fairness. He said, the bin outside my house is always full. They are running a home business out of their house, and they're using the can, and I don't have anywhere to put mine. Foreman says they've ordered 16,000 95-gallon bins at the cost of about a million dollars. The changeover will begin on March 7th. Montana's U.S. Senator Steve Daines and Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts say they will file a stock trading ban bill to act on a potential conflict of interest for federal lawmakers. Warren and Daines say they have reached a deal banning lawmakers and their spouses from owning and trading individual stocks. That's according to Axios. It would go a step further than other bills requiring members of Congress to place their stocks in a blind trust. Members would still be able to own stock in widely held and diversified vehicles such as mutual funds. Supporters say the introduction of the bipartisan bill in the Senate is a step toward overcoming a potential filibuster by Senate Republicans. The Starbucks Coffee Corporation is looking to move into Livingston, and local leaders and citizens are not happy. According to business leaders in the area, Starbucks is looking at the old Arby's building on Park Street, just off the exit from the interstate that leads to Yellowstone National Park. Livingston Business Improvement District says it would be bad for the city and small businesses. Quote, Livingston has a wealth of locally owned small coffee shops and kiosks that not only fuel the community with caffeine and tasty treats, but also serve the communities as social hubs. Many of the most vibrant conversations in town take place in our coffee shops. That's according to Chris King, executive director of the historic downtown Livingston Business Improvement District and Explore Livingston, Montana Coalition. King went on to say that local businesses support causes 250% more for the town than corporations, pointing out that when one shops locally, the dollars quadruple the effect on the Livingston economy rather than shopping through corporations. Quote, when you buy your coffee from an independent small business, you create jobs, maintain our town's historic downtown charm, get superior service, and have access to unique goods. We are saddened to learn of plans for a Starbucks to go into the old Arby's space near exit 333. 
when there are already so many independent coffee shop options, including one in the same parking lot of the planned Starbucks location. A change.org petition has been started and has over 200 signatures. One signature against the corporation reads, This town doesn't need a corporate Starbucks. We have many wonderful local coffee kiosks that need our support instead. And finally, the USS Montana, a fast-attack submarine, has successfully completed sea trials. The Montana SSN-794, that stands for Submersible Ship Nuclear, is a 7,800-ton Virginia-class submarine. It spent several days at sea completing alpha trials. It was the first testing of the ship's systems and components, according to the shipbuilder Huntington Ingalls Industries. Testing included submerging the submarine for the first time at high-speed maneuvers while on the surface and submerged. The submarine is going to be delivered to the Navy later this year. Construction of the Montana began in 2015, and nearly 10,000 shipbuilders and suppliers from all 50 states have participated. The $2.6 billion Montana is the first Navy vessel to be named after the state since 1908. Virginia-class submarines, which are nuclear-powered fast-attack submarines, will replace the Navy's Los Angeles-class submarines, which were featured in the book and movie The Hunt for Red October. Those submarines are being retired. The new submarines incorporate dozens of new technologies that increase firepower, maneuverability, and stealth. They can support multiple missions, and can operate at more than 25 knots underwater for months at a time, according to Navy officials. The new subs will have 12 Tomahawk missile tubes for ship and submarine-based land attack operations and four torpedo tubes, according to the U.S. Department of Defense. The submarine is under the command of Commander John Quimby. The first USS Montana, ACR-13, was an armored cruiser. It was commissioned in July of 2008. It was decommissioned after World War I in 1921. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.